What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is, let's be honest, it's Friday night, okay? It is 12.50 a.m. on Friday. If you want to be a jerk and so it's technically Saturday, whatever. Uh, November 17th, very, very, very early in the morning, uh, and you guys are listening to episode number 86, and this is a... This is a signature episode. This episode that you're about to listen to is a historic, it is a historic TVE podcast show episode uh, for reasons which I will tell you in the very near future uh, in, in a couple of minutes, but I just want to say that this episode um, not only will it have a movie review, because it will, because I saw a flight, so we're going to talk about that. We got some uh, some sports stuff. Uh, Knicks, I got to talk about that. Um, we got Thanksgiving is Thursday, so we are going to uh, get into that a little bit. And just uh, the insane week that was for me and, and a ton of stuff that's going on that I'm really excited and thrilled about. But first... We got to get to some business here, and I want to uh, let you guys know, because this is all of you guys listening, and I mean this, and I've said this many times on the show, all of you people who listen to the Verzi Effect podcast religiously, and and you know who you are, and I appreciate it, um, if you do that, and you are one of my regular listeners, you are responsible for what I'm about to tell you, but I am very happy to announce that um, with the, you know, increase in popularity of my show and the numbers and all that stuff. Um, the Verzi Effect podcast has its first sponsor. That's right. Uh, somebody is, uh, is uh, you know, going to sponsor the show. And this is the first episode, episode number 86. And it is sponsored by something that I truly believe in, which is awesome. And I'm going to tell you guys about this right now. But the name of the sponsor, it is an app which you could download and um, it's an amazing, amazing app. It's called um, Butterfly Radio. And if you listen to Jim Florentine's podcast or Joe Matarese's podcast, uh, they are also sponsored. Uh, uh, they're sponsored by Butterfly Radio. Now, Butterfly Radio is a, a an insanely. I mean, it's so. It's an epic. That's the word that I use on the show a lot, so I'll use it uh, for for what this what this is. And, you know, I'm not just saying this because you know. To these people like my show and, and wanted to get involved. I'm really not. Um, this app lets, if you like podcasts, if you, let's say, wanted to do a podcast, it is just everything friendly podcast. And obviously, I've been doing this podcast for about two years now. So you know how I feel about it. But what Butterfly Radio allows you to do, and it was created by uh, Denny Kwan, who's, who's, I mean, this is brilliant. Basically, what you do is, if, and it's for every, anybody with an iPhone, if you go to uh, your app store, you can download it for free, Butterfly Radio, and what it lets you do is it lets you go, let's say my listeners want to go and interact with me through their phone. They can do that now with Butterfly Radio. What you do is you download the app for free, and then you go to my podcast on there, 
and you can send me an audio message so you can talk to me for up to five minutes. So this is what we're going to do now with this. From now on, when I say, do you guys have any questions? Do you guys want me to talk about anything on the show? Do you guys have an unacceptable? Let's just start making the unacceptables for the week or, or anything that I'm talking about that, that you guys want to you know interact with me about and I will interact back with you. So you go to this thing and you click on it and you're able to talk to me to, for up to five minutes. And of course, if you're a dick and you're cursing and saying stuff, I'm, I'm not going to approve that. So it's for serious people. But... Um, I'll listen to it and say, hey, Paul, you know, you were talking about this. I agree or disagree or, hey, can you please talk about this for unacceptable? Whatever you want to do, I'll be able to hear it now and I'll be able to message back and forth with you through audio because of this app. It's amazing. Now, also, you have another option with Butterfly Radio. Butterfly Radio, okay, allows you, if you register with them, you can register and you can get your own station. Okay, so if you're into cars, if you're into football, you can get a picture, get a logo, put it up there, and you can talk um, for a, a, a limited amount of time on your phone. Or if you go to the website, if you go online on your computer, you can actually sit there and do like an hour show. And you could get a couple of stations. You could talk about cars. You could talk about sports. You could talk about whatever. That's if you register, okay, um, which everybody has a voice. And I think the great thing about what Butterfly Radio allows you to do is people want to talk about something, it allows you to just go there and you can interact with the podcasts that you like and you could start your own, put pictures up and talk about whatever. Um, Butterfly Radio, everybody, it's the first sponsor and it's awesome and it's, I think it's cool that my first sponsor is something that really promotes and helps um, either people with podcasts or people that want to start their own podcast. So please check it out. Check out the website. It's Butterfly Radio, and uh, and please download the the app. I'm actually in the process of uh, downloading it myself. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting Denny, who started this whole thing tonight at the club. We talked, and um, it, it, it's awesome. So that's the new sponsor. That's uh, one of the big announcements uh, that I wanted to make on the show. So uh, this episode <laughs> is sponsored. That, that's that's who uh, that's who. Uh, is looking out for the show right now, and I'm loving it. So, so thank you to uh, the people there at Butterfly Radio, and download that app for free, and get at me, talk to me, um, you know, and I will, I will leave you a message back, and we'll go back and forth with stuff. So, um, please do that. Okay, uh, and and by the way, again, all you guys listening, the numbers going up, and everything, it all, con- you guys all contributed to that. So, uh, so thank you very much. Give yourselves a round of applause. Everybody, while I sip my iced tea. All right. Now, guys, I had a week that... I had a week that... I mean, I am shot, as you can hear. My birthday was on Sunday. I had a show, went down, did a Sandy Relief Fund and a, and a scholarship thing. Um, over uh, down in the city at the stand on my birthday. Not feeling too good, kind of sick. And had a great time, but just, you know, whatever. Didn't feel good. Then, I was home for a couple days, and my sickness was really bad. You ever have that cough where you just can't fucking get it? Like, you can't get whatever you think. If you think something's in your chest, you want to just get it up, it's like tickling. I couldn't. I was sitting there in coughing fits. Like, I was going to fucking choke. It was killing me. And... Believe it or not, I know I sound a little hoarse, a little raspy now. Should have heard me a couple days ago. I am like much better. I'm like 80% better, which isn't good. Like I might have pneumonia. 
to be honest with you. I got to figure this shit out because I'm just getting run down. I got the kids. I'm fucking exhausted. And, of course, I'm busier than I've ever been in my entire life. And, of course, it has to come when I have a cough where I feel like I'm literally going to cough up a lung. It's, it's been bad. So had a couple of days off thinking that I was, you know, Monday and Tuesday or whatever, I was going to be able to rest up. And this horrible sickness comes in. Thursday. I find out that I'm taping something for a TV show, uh, which I don't know if you guys checked out. If you did, let me know if you saw the interview. I did an interview for Access TV, which is Mark Cuban and Ryan Seacrest's um, new station. And they kind of came together and they they did this thing. And it's live entertainment. It's live concerts. It's, it's you know, they, they turn it around really quick. They film something and then it's on the air. And, you know, it's it's insane. And, and, and. You guys got to check it out. It's of course it's not on cable vision, and I don't know if it's on RCN. It's on Directv. It's on FiOS. It's on a bunch. I think it's in 50 million homes. So anyway, I um, I was you know it was it was it was an honor. The, the one of the producers of uh, Access Live, which is one of their shows, which is kind of like their pop culture sports center, so to speak. They. Um, interviewed me. Don Jameson, comedian. He's also the host of a great dude, by the way. He's a co-host uh, with Jim Florentine on that metal show on VH1 Classic. And he's also with uh, Access now. And he interviewed me um, from Levity Live right before I headlined it on Thursday. And it aired the next day. Don't know if you guys saw it. I didn't even see it. But the feedback that I'm getting from people is that it seemed like a pretty smooth, cool, uh, cool interview. So I did that. And the cameras, you know, showed up to the club for me, and um, we shot that. And then I did a, I did like almost an hour on stage at Levity. Great, great crowd. I want to thank you all who came out to the show. On, um, I'm sorry, on Wednesday. I'm sorry. Yeah, see, my days are so. I'm so fucking tired. My days are messed up. This is Wednesday. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I was just off Monday and Tuesday, and then Wednesday I did the the, the TV taping and I headlined at levity and the crowd was amazing it was awesome i was riffing doing new jokes up front and i really had a good time then thursday they asked me back at levity to work with lonnie love and i said yes lonnie is a sweetheart i met her if you ever get a chance to see her or meet her she is the shit um and and the guy featuring for her uh, sydney castillo funny as hell good dude so we had a great time we had a great time at Levity. I was I was off, and we had such a good time. They were like, oh, man, you're not here for the rest of the week. And I was like, no, I just had a night off, you know. And they were like, oh, man, we had a good time and stuff. So that was awesome. Again, sick, run down. And I was good, though, everybody. I was good because it was one of those things where you kind of feel like, man, I'm kind of sick. Then you have a good show, and you're like, I could have a beer or two. And this is how much my manager is, is a good dude, even though he plays that tough guy shit sometimes or like, you know. But Chris Italia... After the Levity show, my wife had came out. And it was the first time my wife saw me in a while performing. And she had co-workers there. And there was some people. It was a big, beautiful showroom. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I've talked about it plenty of times. But, you know, there's this place called the Yard House right next to the, the club. And they have 180 beers on tap. And, you know, I was, I'm was. i going to be honest with you guys. I was tired and run down, not feeling good, coughing. And, like, I really should have went home take NyQuil or whatever, and just go to bed. I'm like, no, I'll get a beer. And my manager's like, no, no, you have to tape something again. You have to tape something on Friday, and I, you, I really want you to go home. And at first I thought he was fucking with me, you know? I was like, I'm a grown man. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, are you serious? 
And he was like, and my wife's like, hey, you know, I, I'm tired. I need to wake up tomorrow. I'd like to go home, but whatever. I'll get a beer, whatever. And Chris goes, no, Paul, man, you got to go home. He's like, you were just laboring up there. And I was like, I wasn't laboring. I had a great time. He's like, yeah, no, you had a great time, but you were laboring. Like, I couldn't laugh at things that I wanted to laugh at on stage because it would have been like a coughing fit, you know? So he saw that, and my wife and him double-teamed the whole fucking, you're not going, yeah, you're, you shouldn't go, yeah, it's stupid. What am I going to do? So I don't get a beer. I go home. I take medicine, go to bed. Great idea. Wake up Thursday, do the show with Lonnie Love, like I said, which was great. Didn't drink, stayed disciplined, got in the car, came home. My brother wanted to go to the movies. I wanted to go to the movies to see another movie. Didn't do it. Stayed disciplined, went home, took medicine, went to sleep. Woke up today, and this is where I really, where everything hit me. Not only did I have this taping today, tonight, for officialcomedy.com, but I don't know if you guys know what Thrill List is. Thrill List is a website which has 3 million subscribers, and it's just kind of like a fun, it's kind of like a cool website, and I didn't realize how big it was, but they were doing something, and they basically asked me to do like a Thanksgiving special kind of on-camera thing with a turkey, where I roast a turkey, like literally roast, like I was on stage holding a microphone, no audience members, and there was a turkey on this platter, and I was roasting it, like I was making fun of and shitting on a turkey, an uncooked turkey, and I had to run, I know it's ridiculous, thinking about it, and we believe it or not, it, it came out hilarious, we had a lot of fun with it, but I can't believe I was doing this, but, you know, I'm such a dick, and I've been so busy and so tired, and, you know, my manager's like, oh, it's great exposure, man, it's like 3 million subscribers, you want to do it, and stupid me, I should have said no, and I'm like, ah, whatever, I'll do it, so I run down to the city today, okay, and I get down there at like, whatever, 1, 1.30, I do this thing, have to come back up, pick my son up from daycare in Westchester at 5, and go back to the city tonight to shoot a, a taping, a four-camera shoot for um, officialcomedy.com. I'm fucking shot. But, but, I'm still focused, I'm still hungry. Because I am a fucking soldier, people. You understand that? I'm doing this for you. Yes, you in the car right now. You on the treadmill. Okay, I got excited. I got a sponsor. Butterfly Radio. Download that shit. Okay? Get your own station if you want. Get a couple of stations if you want. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. And you just, you from right from your phone, send me an audio thing. And that's what we're going to do with uh, some Unacceptables and some other stuff. But I got that news and I was excited. I have a ton of stuff that I wanted to talk about. So that's why I'm doing the podcast. Um, but I am, I am really, I'm shot. Now, speaking of, and by the way, I got to say, I got to say this, okay? I've talked great about The Stand I've talked great about The Stand. I've never said a bad word about The Stand. But I'm not going to lie to you people. Tonight's crowd... I've been doing comedy... I've been doing comedy probably... I'm going on like 13 years since I ever did a... a I mean, I'll say I'm a professional probably since like 04. Okay? Probably since like 03, 04. I was like when I started to really turn professional. But, you know, I've been doing it... Like the first time I picked up an, uh, uh, for an open mic was 1999. Been doing comedy for a long time, and I've seen a lot of crowds in very, very big venues and shitty little rooms, too. Okay, and what the fuck is my cat doing? I think dude, there's like something's in the house. They either got a fucking mouse on him. I think my wife bought him a toy to make him stop scratching the stairs. But one of my cats is freaking out. Anyway, um, 
So, so, uh, dude, stop. My, my, you know, the kids are away because it's my uh, five-year anniversary, actually, today. It's my, and my mother-in-law took the kids so we can get some rest. And, um, you know, and now my cats are acting up when I'm trying to do this. Anyway, so I've seen a lot of crowds, ton of crowds. I have to be honest, tonight's crowd, they did a four-camera shoot, so they were only allowed to have like 45 or 50 people, like in kind of like in the middle, but I've never seen such a tight-ass, shitty crowd, and it happened with the first couple comics and the second comic, then I went up there, and I got a laugh, and I was like, this is going to be good, and then it was like, just like pulling teeth, and then you see people kind of like, just, it was weird, like distracted, but then I would get a laugh, and I thought I had him back, and then, and then I just, and I really didn't, I mean, I was so tired, and I came down here, or whatever, to do this, but it was just a tight, um, just a weird room, and then I saw what happened to some other comedians, and I was like, oh my god, like, I'm not kidding, there was, there was a couple comics, like, I was just like, man, I guess, I, I, I probably had one, I had a strong set compared to what happened, and then it's funny, Joe Matarese was, like, kind of drinking, and he got, like, you know, he was like, fuck this, so he, he always has to address things, so he, like, addressed the, the crowd, like, when he got on, he went on, like, second to last, and he got on, and I guess the last two, him and uh, Joe DeRosa, I guess, did all right, but he goes... Do you guys not know, like, it's so matterese to just be like, do you guys not know that this is a taping, like, totally had to address everything, which is funny, but, yeah, man, like, the first four or five of us, it was just, I mean, I was happy to get laughs in that room, there was some people that, it was fucking, it was really fucking weird, one of the worst crowds I've been, I've seen, man, to be honest with you, and, uh, I just think, you know, I just think it was the, just kind of the luck of the draw, because it's never like that, but, um, we did that tonight. And uh, and that's it. So I want to. I got to talk about a lot of things. I'm going to get into this right away. Um, I told you guys that I was going to review a movie, and I am going to review Flight. I saw Flight with Denzel Washington, and I was excited to go. I went to the movies on my birthday after the fundraiser show. So after and 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 then of course that's when I really started to get sick and you know whatever. But. Um, I saw Flight, and I'm going to get right to it. I got to be honest. Um, I, was, I, was, I was disappointed, man. I was disappointed in Flight. I really was. I think that the first half hour of the movie, I mean, started out amazing. And I was like, this is going to be great. This is going to be, you know, I'm fascinated with aviation, flight, all that shit. I, I love airplanes. I love airplanes, but I'm scared to death of them. I, I can't believe what they can do. You know, to me, it's just insane, and I was really excited to see the crash, and then I just, it just totally went in a direction that I didn't, you know, I mean, the acting was great, but here's the thing, okay, and and for you people, if you didn't see it, you could turn this off or skip ahead. I'm not going to give too much away, but I'm going to say why I feel the way that I feel, okay? Typical, totally misleading coming attraction, okay? The coming attraction is... You know, the airplane, you know, scene, and then, you know, nobody or a hero, nobody could do what you, you know, I, nobody could do what I did, this and that. You kind of have an idea that he might have been drinking. But this movie totally, totally was all about addicted to alcohol to a fucking stupid level. It was stupid. It really was. Okay. And, I, and, and I'm going to poke some holes in the movie. Now listen, the acting is good, but I don't need to see an Academy Award winner act drunk. 
You know, I could act drunk. I seriously could act drunk. You want me to act drunk, you'd be like, wow, this fucking guy, this, this guy went to acting school. Like, acting drunk is not hard to do, I don't think. Okay, because everyone's been drunk and everybody has seen somebody drunk. Like, that's something that we study on a daily basis when we go out or on a weekly or monthly basis when we go out drinking. Like, you could see somebody act like an asshole. And Denzel's doing that and he's drinking a lot. And he did it great and he's a great actor. Now, I go into this movie and I'm like, oh man, like the, the plane crashed and he got it and you see it. And it was really kind of creepy when, when the plane crashed at the end and, and what he needed to do. And I was at the edge of my seat. I was sitting up going, oh man, this is going to be nuts. And then the movie just turned into a guy who on such an unacceptable level couldn't stop drinking. Now, here's my, here's my problem with it. The way that this guy drank in the movie, okay, the way that he drank in the movie leads me to believe that there is no way in hell somebody with that severe of a problem could continuously be on a flight or on flying airplanes without anybody knowing or saying anything or feeling in danger, whether it would be flight attendants or anything. That's why I had a big problem with that. So this guy's some like veteran pilot. He's been doing it for all these fucking years, okay? And something happens with a plane and then people find out the guy had a problem? Come on, man. That was silly to me. And, and it lagged on, and then he meets up with this other addict, and they live together for a little while, and it's just him getting drunk, and, 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 and an ongoing investigation, and him acting drunk, and then him saying sorry, and then him getting drunk, and then him saying sorry, and then him finding out at the end, yeah, I needed help. I mean, come on, man. I'm fuck, I've seen that. How many addict movies you got to see? This was just an addict movie of a pilot. I, come on. Totally disappointed in the movie. Totally. And it's going to get a bunch of Oscar stuff because there's a big message and everything like that. It was fucking boring. It was boring. You know, after that half hour of the movie, after the plane crashed, and think about it. You know, you know there's got to be a problem with the movie in my mind. Okay, for me, when I'm on the edge of my seat and loving an opening to a movie so much thinking, wow, this is going to be great, and then totally tried to buy into the rest of it and couldn't. There's got to be something wrong there. There's got to be something wrong. You know, John Goodman plays this guy, this, like, I mean, it was, like I said, it was good acting. Here's the thing that was annoying about the movie. It was good acting. There was a scene of a cancer patient in this movie. If you saw the movie, you know what I'm talking about. There was a scene of a cancer patient in this movie that... I've I'm, I got to be honest. It was probably one of the best acting jobs I've ever seen of somebody with a five to ten minute cameo in a movie ever. Like this guy comes in and he's got cancer and you know he's dying or whatever, and he he killed it, man. He killed it, and I was like, oh. And there was and there was a scene where there's an addict, there's Denzel who's the, was the pilot. And then this guy with cancer, and they're all in the hallway, and they're talking. And I thought, wow, this could be some kind of symbolism, like, you know, like, they were all near death or something, and they're together, and it's great. And then that just kind of, like, that just kind of phased off. And he ends up living with this girl, and he's like, oh, it's good. And then she just leaves. It was, it was basically, I don't know, but I, I left, I left disappointed, man. That's all I can say. I thought that... I thought that they could have done, I thought the movie could have been like some kind of conspiracy with the plane. I thought that they could have tried to use the drinking to really fuck this guy over for another reason. And the movie just turned out to be a guy that like, and I'm talking about uncontrollable drinking, man. Like, come on. Like he was told, man, just don't drink tonight. Just don't drink tonight. Okay. 
to the point where they had to put him in a hotel room and lock the door and he couldn't leave and he had to get dinner delivered and everything like that. Okay, but nobody stayed there. That's another thing too. Like if the guy, if the guy really didn't want him to drink, and and for you people that saw the movie, you know, but it, there was a scene where he needed to not drink, and somebody really looking out for him or helping his case against the, uh, you know, the airline or whatever. There was a, a part where they didn't want him to drink, and they kind of just leave, and they figure since he's in the hotel room. But if the guy who's supposed to be a friend of his just stay in the room with him. Get a double queen and watch what he does and watch him fall asleep. Get a double queen, you know, get double queen. It, it was just, it was just, and then by some miraculous miracle, the other door to the hotel was open and, and, and he gets liquor. I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. It was a stretch and I thought it would, to be honest, I really thought it was silly. I was very disappointed with the movie Flight. That's my review. And uh, again, I'll say good acting, but I thought holes in the story and just not, not really what I wanted. So. Sorry, I know some people, I, got, I had a lot of people tell me, man, comedians were telling me, oh, it's, you know, I'm going to love it, this and that. But then I talked to uh, one of my friends, comedians, uh, Chris Lamberth, who's been on the show. He's um, my buddy, and, and he, um, I said to him, man, what'd you think? And he just shook his head. He said, no, nah. I said the first half hour, and then, it, and then it got silly, and I totally agree with that. And uh, I usually don't agree all the time with Chris because he's wrong a lot. No, I'm just kidding. He's laughing somewhere. Yeah, that's an inside joke. Okay. Uh, no, that's just how I felt about it. You know, I, I really, I, I got to be honest, people, I was defending Denzel Washington for a long time and people were saying, oh man, he's he's just doing that same kind of tough guy thing. He's doing that same thing. I'm like, no, no, he's more versatile. He, he can do more than that. And I got to be honest, more and more you see, it is that guy. It is that character. And it's getting old. You've never seen Denzel Washington play like a light, nice, you know, and eventually it's going to have to go to that because, you know, I don't want to see a, a, the same defiant, you know, tough character all the time. Plus, I just, I can't buy a pilot getting that fucked up always and getting away with it like on a, on a, on a weekly basis. Somebody would say something. And I'm really not, and listen, why would I try to... All you guys who listen to my show know I love movies. I'm a movie buff, and I want a movie to be good. I want to be blown out of the theater. I've said that so many times when I talk about movies. I'm not trying to be nitpicky. I'm not trying to be a dick and say, oh, well, you know, it could have been this and it could have been that. I want. I, when I saw Dark Knight Rises, I wanted Dark Knight Rises to be like Dark Knight. And it wasn't. Though to me, it wasn't. It just wasn't. And I went to this damn movie on my birthday, tired and sick, knowing that I had an insanely busy week ahead of me. But I said, the one thing I want to do on my birthday is go to the movies. And I'll go, I'll go with myself or, or my brother. And um, I haven't, I, at this point, I had not seen my, my, my father in a long time. And... Um, or my brother, really. Actually, I've been so busy, I haven't really seen many people in my family, my immediate family. And my brother was like, I'll come with you, you know, we'll go. And then I talked to my father, and, you know, my father and I haven't seen each other in a while. And my father was like, yeah, I'll go. So we all went. We all went down, we all went down to, uh, it was like a Yonkers reunion. 
on Sunday night on my birthday. I went down, I did the show in New York City. I came back, I met my father, my brother met us at the theater. And uh, my father felt the same way I did about the movie. And my brother Christian thought the acting was so good that he liked it a little more than us. But he thought the story was annoying too. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a Versey thing. But I just feel I, I, I was really, uh, yeah, I, I don't. Like how, like this is my, like, and, and I just want to talk about alcoholism for a second. I understand I've had friends who are alcoholics. I understand the problem, you know. I um, I had issues with substance abuse, but it wasn't like a dependency. Like I can have a couple and stop. My thing was I just love to keep partying. I love to keep going. I didn't want the party to stop, one of those things. And then you pay for it in the morning, you know. Um, and maybe that's like an addictive personality, but I didn't have like the dependence where I would like really change my, when somebody really changes and shit, that's when you know. But if you're an airline pilot, and this dude was throwing down. This dude's doing blow. This guy's this guy's drinking liquor. This guy's drinking beers. This guy's getting fucked up. And and nobody knew for all this time until something goes wrong. I find that hard to believe. You know, like sleeping on the plane and shit. You just got to see the movie. But I was disappointed, man. And and I, I can't stress enough. How excited I was to see it on my birthday, and I, 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 I didn't see James Bond because of this. I didn't see I want I didn't see Argo. I didn't see James Bond, and I didn't see Sinister because I was so psyched to see Flight. Oh, one of the best movies of the year. Oh, it's an Academy Award. Oh, it's this. No. Oh, it's Denzel Washington drinking and fucking up for an hour and fifteen minutes when he's supposed to be a responsible pilot. It was ugh. All right, I'm done trashing it. I give it the... If you want to see a really intense half hour of a movie, go see that and then walk out. All right. Sorry, people. I know I'm going to get a lot of... You're crazy like I did with Dark... When I said Dark Knight Rises... When I said I didn't like Dark Knight Rises, you should have saw the feedback I got. You would have You would have thought that I said, you know, just insulted these people's mothers. And I like, like the fucking movie. Relax. Uh, all right. So, let's get into uh, today's my anniversary. Married for five years to my lovely wife, Stacy. Stacy Aaron. Uh, my wife and I, yeah, man, November 17th, five years ago, man. Holy shit, it went quick. It went really quick. Like, that's the thing, anniversaries, I think, you know, guys always get, like, shit for, <laughs> guys always get shit from their wives, like, you didn't remember, you didn't remember, and it's not even, like, a mean, malicious thing, it's just, it goes so fast, like, time, like, the next thing you know, like, I can't fucking believe Thursday is Thanksgiving, and we're, we're, we're a month away from Christmas, it's, you know, so, so I gotta say this low, but I, I gotta get a, I gotta get a, like, I have an idea for a gift, but I didn't get it yet because I've been, I've literally, literally been so fucking, can't believe I'm fucking whispering. That's what marriage brings a man to do sometimes. I'm whispering. I'm scared on my own fucking show right now. Because if she fucking pokes her head down, like, what? Too fucking busy for what? You know, blah, blah, fucking, why don't you just go? You know, like, I don't want that. But I, um, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to get something. I just have to find a way to maneuver it tomorrow, you know. And, of course, I have to go tomorrow work. So I need to make the day count. So I need to go to fucking bed soon after this. But I could sleep in because my mother-in-law's gift to us was taking the kids for the weekend. And she was actually going to pay for us to go to, like, a hotel in a city and just chill out and we were going to do that we were going to go to dc or philly together and then i got all these bookings and tomorrow i'm opening for bill burr at southern connecticut state university that's how you know a college is not that good when it has so many names it's like southern connecticut state community university i technology uh that's where we're we're going doing that tomorrow and um, so many things came up this week and I'm not going to lie, I had some financial opportunities that I, to uh, quote the Godfather, I, uh, I got an offer I couldn't refuse for the week. I mean, I couldn't say no to some things, so I had to work. My wife was cool with it, but I want to have a good day and do that. But, you know, my wife is cool and, you know, tent. 10 years is, I mean, uh, five years is a long time, and 10 is going to be quicker. And for the 10-year anniversary, I got something else uh, up my sleeve. You know what? I have to pause this for one second. But uh, for the people that like this, you won't know the difference. Hold on. And I'm back. See, how long was that? You don't know. Could have been an hour. Could have been a second. To be honest with you, it was probably like a minute, maybe a minute and a half. But the uh, going back to the anniversary thing, I have an idea for 10 year. And I think I want it to be Hawaii. I want to go to Hawaii for my 10-year anniversary if my wife doesn't divorce me beforehand. That's the goal. Because it's one of those things where if you go to a place or when people go to a place and all they say is good things. Like when I hear people talk about Hawaii, it's, it's, it's almost as if like... They talk. It's like they're talking about sex or like a, a great place that's been great for food for years. Like I've never heard anything bad. Like you'll never hear anybody come back and be like, ah, I went to Hawaii, fucking. You know, it's just I don't know, just, just sucked. You know, just that beautiful scenery and doing nothing, laying around with. Like you never hear that. It's it's always oh it's a paradise. It doesn't even have that shitty third world outskirts. You always hear. Hawaii is the shit. I've, I mean, it's it's the same thing as when you hear about a a, a, a German Shepherd dog. You never any. I've never heard anybody go, "Ah, oh, this stupid fucking." Like every time I hear of a German Shepherd dog, it's all oh, special, smart, amazing, the greatest. It's something you never experience unless you have it. Like same thing with Hawaii. Hawaii and German Shepherds. Now, what if I went to Hawaii? And there was a German Shepherd puppy waiting there, and we flew that bitch back. That's the shit. I might even do that. And then if she's like, well, why are you doing that? Why, why do we have a dog on our honeymoon? I'm going to be like, you want to know why? Because nobody's ever talked bad about Hawaii, and that's why I took you here. And nobody's ever talked bad about a German Shepherd, and that's why I bought one for us. Oh, man. It's a good idea. I think I'm going to do it. If I have enough money in 10 years to do that, I'm going to have a puppy wait at the fucking airport. Um, but no, um, you know, love my wife, been with me through a lot, man, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad things are moving in the right direction, and she sees it, because, uh, she was, as I said before, my wife was with me when I had five, six bad minutes of material, 
you know, no representation, nothing. I dropped out of college to do this because this is what I knew I wanted to do. And this is what I knew I, I, I can do if I, you know, put my mind to it. And I don't know if I ever told this story. I, I might have, but since it's my wife's, since it's mine and my wife's anniversary, I'll, I'll tell it again. I was in a, I, I was, you know, doing comedy and I started to do competitions and I started to do well. And some people that were in it for a long time saw something in me and I, I just felt something and I knew that I had something. Uh, to be completely honest, you know, I knew that I had, you know, something where at least I could be at the top of my class with whatever, you know, um, you know, if I was a one-year guy, I was at the top of the one-year guys. So that's what I always wanted to be. And I felt like I was. But I was really into my wife. I was dating. My, you know, I told my wife while she was in a relationship four years before we started dating that I was going to marry her. You know, she's gangster. I know. So we go to um, a, a diner. And I was sitting across from her, and I said to her, look, you know, if you want to be with some, you know, doctor, or you want to be with some dude with a with a job and a steady paycheck and, and you know, and, 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 you know, just that foundation, that whole security shit, I totally understand, you know, you're a pretty beautiful, smart girl, do that, um, but this is what I'm doing. And I said, I may be, you know, doing well, I may be broke in my 30s. I may be rich in my 30s, I may be broke in my 40s, or rich in my 40s, or whatever, you know, so on and so forth. That may happen, but you have to understand, this is what I'm doing. And that honesty up front, she respected and was the greatest and smartest thing I ever did. Because nobody could ever say, well, you know, like, I put that out there. And I said, yeah, you know, I'll make the kids thing happen, I'll do whatever, I'll do everything, but this is what I'm doing. You know? And... you know, I mean, and if shit wasn't working, am I going to let my kids starve? No, I'll do something else, you know. I mean, I haven't had a boss in years, so I probably sell drugs and shit because no one's telling me what to do now. But, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, no, like, I really think that you need to be honest with who you're with and you need to, you know, or, or let that person know you're for real about what you're doing. And I think that that's a big reason why we lasted. And my wife talked to my mother-in-law. And my mother-in-law is a real strong, independent person, and I know she probably tried talking my wife out of it, you know, probably like a good mother should, you know. She didn't know me. She didn't know what I was what I was do- going to do, what I was capable of, you know. She didn't know the insane heart and drive and talent that her future son-in-law had. <laughs> no, but she didn't. She didn't know what I, what, you know, what I was going to do. And I'll tell you something. If my daughter or son came home and said, yeah, I think, you know, my... My significant other, I'm going to be with this person, they're a comedian. I know how fucking hard it is. I'll be like, man, you better, I got to see their act. You know, I've said that before. But my wife stuck with me. And, you know, uh, I mean, I still have a lot of work to do. But, you know, things are really, really moving in the right direction. And um, I'm very humbled and thankful for that. And, um, you know, so I want to celebrate my five-year anniversary with my wife tomorrow and enjoy it. And, um, you know... My wife's a real strong, smart, just, you know, I mean, just gets promoted all the time. She's at her job. She's VP of her department now and for years. And she's just really, you know, she just, she's on the ball and she gets it. I mean, she's fucked. Don't get me wrong. She could be on, on me, though, sometimes. Like, holy shit. But you want to laugh? This is, I'm, not, I'm not making this up. I literally looked back near my stairwell. To just just to just make sure she didn't fuck wasn't staring me with fucking evil eyes, right now. 
you know, they instill fear in you, fellas. That's what they do. Women are just so much smarter. They are. Women are just so much smarter. Women are smarter because women are... And don't get all excited, ladies, because I also mean that in a deceitful way. Like a dude will be like, hey, you think I could go to, um, you know, Jerry's. Jerry's having a, a poker game and a football. We're going to go watch the game and, and play poker at Jerry's on Wednesday. You know, a woman will be like, all right, well, get the calendar out. Let's see if this works out. We've got to see how the hours work, where the kids are going to be. It's some big fucking mapped out insane plan. Everything has got to be coordinated, calculated. All the details, where are you go, what are you going to wear, what time. What does a woman do? Woman, you could wake up and be like, oh, I told you my mother was coming, right? Yeah, we're driving to Virginia in three hours. What do you mean? We talked about it. Just get ready. Oh, we don't have time for this. Just And you're just sitting there like a fucking staring at the wall like, what just happened? And they actually make you think, holy shit, maybe we did think, of, maybe we did talk about it. Meanwhile, you didn't. Then she calls her mother. Yeah, I got him. He thought he was so busy. He thought that. We're going to Virginia. <laughs> but it, with all the bullshit and all the nonsense, man, I love my wife, two beautiful kids, and um, five years, man. Five years went quick. It went quick. And you know you know how you know, though, man, like when you're really down, if the person's there for you when you're fucking down, man. That's a really underrated thing, and it's not stated enough. But I remember, I'll tell you another great story about my wife since I'm on this anniversary thing. I remember one time I was just down, man. I did a show in the city. It was a shitty fucking, like, nobody in the crowd. And um, I just didn't do well. I had a couple of beers beforehand because it was like 10 degrees outside. And I was waiting at a bar watching a game. And I went up and my timing was off. This is years and years ago. And I just, I, I just had a horrible night. I didn't get laughs. I felt bad. I felt like people didn't think I was funny. It was just horrible. And I just came home and I was just down and fucked up. And I was just sitting there. And I was in this tiny, tiny little apartment that we lived in in Westchester. And my wife was out working. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And I, I, what am I doing with myself? You know, I just want to get better at this shit. You know, what am I doing? You know, I'm funnier than, 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 than a lot of these people. And, and I'm not in the right circles and I'm doing these bullshit fucking shows. I'm sitting here and it's like I felt like a, you know, I, I felt like, I don't know. I felt like I was this fucking like tiger or fucking lion in a cage. And I just wanted to fucking have the door open of the cage and just open field, you know, and, and, and just open just to run. And I couldn't. I was just walking around this cage, man. I'm just walking around this cage pacing, looking, and I'm watching other lions and tigers running. You know, and I'm just, they're all fucking frolicking around and shit, jumping. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm hungry, and I'm pissed, and shit's not going well. And they're looking over at the cage like, well, you know, that's his problem. He's got to get out. He's got to get out. I felt like that, you know. And um, I, I just called my wife, and she just heard my voice. I was done, man. I was just fucked up bad. And I never forget, she just came home, man, early. And she had an important job, and she just came home, man. She just dropped everything, and she came home, and she just sat down next to me, and she talked to me, and, you know, she rubbed my back, and she literally was just like, you know, it's all right, and you'll be fine. And I heard in your voice, you, you seem like you needed me here. And it's like, that shit is fucking epic, man. That's priceless. You can't, you can't, you know, you can't, what are you going to do? 
can't beat that ever. So you, know, you got to recognize that. And sometimes we get caught up in all our bullshit, all the shit that we're doing. You know, I would never be where I'm at or, or, or be doing what I'm doing without my wife's support. You know, I'd be as funny, but would I be on the track? I'm on fucking probably not. I was talking about that today with some comedians at the club, like how someone's like, oh, man, you know, when you have a family, you have kids, you know, it's it's an obstacle. And that's what my documentary is about. No, my documentary is more about how it's pushing me. And I've talked to many comedians who said it pushes you. But having a family, you know, if you're single, you're fucking off. You're going around, you're running around doing stupid shit and you're fucking lonely and you're drinking and you're hungover and it messes up your your ability to write sharp and, and do all that. You're not really, you're just running around chasing girls, doing stupid shit. It's like, I don't, who needs that? Who wants that? So, you know, I feel very, very lucky and, um, and I, I'm, I'm appreciating it and, you know, this anniversary I'm definitely gonna, we're gonna go and just enjoy each other and chill out and, and, uh, I'm looking forward to that because at the end of the day through all the fighting and the crazy bullshit you go through and, and it's been tough, man, with two kids, how tired you are and just, you know. You feel like, you know, you're like, you're just so fucking tired. You're looking around you're like, you know, those guys that leave their families, uh, I kind of get it. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm, I'm trying not to laugh because I'll cough. I'll go into a coughing fit. But, <laughs> you know, no, I would never, man. Like, I would never. I love my family. My, my daughter's face is insane. My, my son's amazing. And, but it's tiring. And my wife and I fight. We got in a fight today because of the cats. I said, the cats need cat food. And she went to the store to get the cat food. And I was like, man, was, was Lucas late for daycare? You, you seem like you left late. And she just got mad that I said that. And she just kind of like dropped the cat food by me, like in front of my feet. And it like hit the ground hard. And I just started laughing. And I walked away and I took a nap. <laughs> and then I had to go and run back down to the city. But happy anniversary to my wife. And um, we're going to have a good day today. And then uh, I'm going to have to get in the car and go fucking drive to Connecticut. I'm going to eat some Sally's Pizza with Bill Burr, the competitor to Pepe's Pizza. And, uh, yeah, and there was like a rivalry and stuff happened and Pepe's is right like 300 yards down the block, same side of the street. It's a big competition. There's a big argument which one's better. You know, I think Pepe's is better. I've heard Pepe's is better. Chris Italia got disgusted when somebody even tried to compare him. He said Pepe's was better, but I'm going to check it out and see. So we'll probably do Sally's tomorrow. So, um, okay, so unacceptable, a couple, couple more things that I, I wanted to talk about here on the show. I know I got a little deep and heavy with the, that was a little softer side of uh, the Verzi Effect podcast because I never really get into that shit, but I just wanted to, uh, to recognize that I recognize it. And I think more people need to recognize it in their shit because when you do, it just makes things better, you know, because you see, you, you see people... And you hear horrible things, you know, you never know, man, what happens in life. You just want to make sure that you fucking, you do that because, you know, no regrets, everybody. That's the fucking corny message of this. No, you know what I'm saying. Fuck off. Unacceptable for the week is, uh, hold on, I wrote something here. Uh, that Yeah. I got, yeah, this is how you know I didn't like the movie Flight, by the way. I wrote so many notes, and then when the note part ran out, I had, like, little tiny notes under it just to, just to fucking re, you know, to reiterate, but unacceptable for the week. I got a new unacceptable for the week, and it is, I know a lot of people aren't going to like this, okay, but if you do not have an iPhone, 
I think it's safe to say you're bo- it's unacceptable. Not even bordering. You got to get an iPhone. Because okay, you hear people just go, well, you know, I mean, I, I kind of like the droid because that's what I have and I don't have an iPhone, so I'm going to try to make excuses about why the iPhone isn't good. No, no, no. Saying the iPhone isn't good is like saying chocolate or pizza isn't good. Okay? It's, yeah, it's, it's like saying that a fucking BJ doesn't feel good. It's ridiculous. And I, well, you know, I mean, when I heard the screen can kind of, and if you type with your thumbs... That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Then use another finger or lose weight, fat hands. Why are you why don't you have an iPhone? An iPhone gives you access to everything. The internet, um, all these great apps like the one that is sponsoring the show. By the way, gonna repeat it again. The new sponsor for the Verzi Effect podcast is Butterfly Radio. Download the app for free. And here's what we're gonna do, okay? Since we're talking about unacceptable, if you download the app, you can go to the um, you can go to the Verzi Effect and interact with me through audio. You could actually leave me an audio message, Paul. I really this is unacceptable. I'd like you to talk about it or whatever. And or if you have any questions or anything, I used to do from the fans, okay, or from my fans, and they would say, "I'd like you to talk about this." Now you don't have to email me. You don't have to go to my Facebook, you don't have to go to my um, email, nothing like that. You don't have to do any kind of Twitter. Just go to the app, click on the Verzi effect, hit message, and send me. You could send me up to a five-minute uh, audio, and then I will come back and I will send, I will give you the uh, I will give you the audio back. I'll be able to answer it through my podcast. Um, it's great. It's just a great thing. And you could start your own channel if you register on Butterfly Radio. You could start your own podcast, put your own pictures up, and do all that. It's great. So all of the podcasts that are on there, and there's going to be more and more going on there too. So um, please do that, and um, we can get some more unacceptables. But unacceptable, and it's a, actually it's a perfect unacceptable not having a po- an, an iPhone because if you don't have an iPhone, you can't get the app. So you got to get you got to get that to get it. So all you all my listeners with the iPhone. Good for you, all my listeners with droids or whatever the fuck you got. Let's uh, let's get out to a phone store and and, and 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 make the change for the better. Come on, it's 2012, about to be 2013. Look yourself in the mirror and say, "What the fuck am I doing with a droid?" Really, just just put down the booze, put down the drugs. Just don't do it to yourself anymore. It's time to make your life easier. All you people who are, you know, love the pain and love hurting yourself and all that stuff, just just have a good cry. <laughs> just have a good cry and say it's time. It's time to go to the Apple store. You know what I don't like when people go, I'm not doing that. Like I'm just, everyone's doing that. And I heard somebody say that once, like, yeah, everyone's going to that movie, so I just don't want to go to it. I don't, I don't fucking understand that. Oh, that's so annoying to me when people do that. I'm going to be the rebel that doesn't like fucking awesomeness. You know, I, I just, I'm not going to, not going to take that blowjob. Yeah, I'm not going to take that blowjob because, you know, everyone says they feel good. I just, I, it's overrated. If everyone's doing it, it's silly. No, you take the blowjob. You eat the pizza. You eat the chocolate. You do the. You do that shit. You want to know why? It's a common thing. Yeah, there's a reason why fucking ice cream shop and candy stores exist because it's fucking unbelievably good. 
I just, I, I, I'm not, I'm a very anti, like, rebel person. I really am. I'm an anti-complainer. I just don't like it. I don't like people that try to, try to, I just feel like if, say what it really is. That's all. Just say what it really is. If you really like it, you like it. If you didn't, you didn't. If everybody, you know, everybody loved Dark Knight Rise. A lot of people loved Dark, Dark Knight Rises. I didn't. I love Dark Knight. A lot of people like Flight. I, it's just just say what it is. It's so annoying to me. Somebody said to me once, "I won't go see that movie because that's just it's just it's way too commercial." What does that? What is serious? What does too commercial mean? Does too commercial mean that there's too many billboards and too many people are talking about it and there's too many commercials and too much money was invested to make it so you're not gonna go? How about looking at the coming attraction, looking at the billboard, looking at all the media outlets that are talking about it, and then you making a decision if you're fucking interested or not, instead of what, what, what else? People suck, and people think they're too damn important. I'd love to go up to somebody like that and just go, listen, man, I hate to break this shit to you, but like you, you, you're not that important. Yeah, you're fucking, you're nothing. Fuck off. All right, now I don't want to talk like this. I don't want to talk like this and be mean. I just had a nice loving anniversary thing. I said some really nice things about my wife. I'm not going to go there. I'm just saying a lot of people suck. And a lot of people take themselves way too seriously. This all happened because I'm, I actually got upset with people because I want them to have an iPhone because I want them to get Butterfly Radio. Not only, folks, because they are sponsoring my show. Because if you like podcasts, which you probably do if you're listening to this, this is the best. Come up to me at shows and show me. Boom, I got Butterfly right here. I hope Danny uh, Kwan is listening to this because, you know, I really believe in his. I really believe in his product. I really do. I would talk about this if they didn't sponsor it. Any kind of any kind of thing because I got to be honest with you, regular radio and I'm not saying this because I run a podcast. Regular radio is awful. Oh my god, have you heard the morning shows? They're still doing like prank calls, and they're still like and they're so uppity and they're just like. So anyway, did you hear what Kanye West said? So Kanye West apparently went to the mall and he bought a purple jacket and a kid said, Kanye, where are you wearing? Why are you wearing such an ugly jacket? Kanye didn't like that. So Kanye took out his fucking phone and threw it at the kid's temple. Now the kid is suing. has a lot of trouble. We'll keep you updated. And, and people are like sitting there going, yeah. But in the meantime, here's Katy Perry. And, and uh, you can't do that. What is better than listening to a podcast of somebody that you're a fan of, whether it's a comedian or whether it's just somebody that's an artist or something, that you, and you could listen to their personal shit and listen to them riff? You know, I think that that's the best, and I think that that's where it's going. It'd be funny if somebody just had an anger. I, I would love to, if, if you guys know of any podcasts where someone's just angry and yelling, that's what turned me on to, and, and not that Jim Florentine's, not that he is angry and yelling because he's a great dude, but listening to that guy complain about something is probably one of the funniest things. And I, I literally love when Jim Florentine just sits and talks about something that just makes him sick. Ah, oh, it's a fucking joke. It's fucking garbage. Fucking brutal. 
fucking Madonna at halftime. It was fucking Beyonce. I won't watch it. Like, can't do it because I'm all hoarse now, but... Oh, it's great. I wonder if there's there's got to be a podcast. If anybody out there knows, and here's what you can do. You can go to the uh, Butterfly Radio app and give me, you know, just tell me. Tell me on audio. Like, if, if somebody's just sitting there angry, wouldn't that be funny? Somebody was just like, well, fuck Doomsday Preppers. We're all going to die anyway, you stupid fuck. And then the next thing, I'll tell you what, that fat bitch Paula Dean, fuck her. She can stick a piece of butter up her ass. I'll tell you another thing. If I see Obama doing this one more time, fuck him. Let me tell you something. You know, I'm sick and tired of the fucking Brooklyn Nets already. And it just started like, oh, that would be so funny if someone just had the stamina. To just rip everything. What would you name that podcast? <laughs> just, just venom. Just spitting venom, or like the venom podcast, like pure hate. It would be like a skull and bones with a gun to its head or something. All right, that idea. Let me know. I'm tired. See, that's when I know. That's when I can tap out. 56 minutes, I got to get to the plugs, but um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy uh, with, with you know, even though I'm exhausted and, and a lot of things are uh, kind of catching up with me now as far as my, uh, my sickness and all that shit, I think, uh, you know, it's been, wor- every, it's been worth it, it's, it's definitely been worth it, it's been an amazing week, um, I hope you DVR'd me on Access TV and, you know, I have something else coming up. Um, I'm, I made a cameo in a reality show, and uh, it, it's getting pushed until um, after the winter. But uh, I made a cameo in, I think, maybe the season finale of it. But due to a lot of moving around and stuff, and who knows, you know, you never know if it, that's why I don't want to get big. I definitely signed some papers and shot this thing. But uh, due to a major network getting involved with another network and all kinds of stuff and, 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 and changing of the show and kind of things like that. But uh, they invested a ton of money and the season was shot. So I should uh, make an announcement on that. But you guys will be seeing me, um, seeing more of me with that. And um, again, uh, again, I have to do it. I don't want to sound repetitive. All of you, man, supporting this. Uh, thank you so much. And um, it's time to get into some plugs. I'll let you guys know where I'm going to be. So here's uh, here's how it goes. Um, I will be tomorrow, tonight, tonight. If you are a student in uh, Connecticut that goes to Southern Connecticut State Baptist Church Community uh, International Technology DeVry ITT Mobile Tech, uh, I'll be there. No, I will be at Southern Connecticut State University tomorrow with Bill Burr. And we are going to have a good time out there. We're going to eat some Sally's Pizza. Okay, that is tomorrow. That is November 17th, I believe, at 8 8 o'clock if you want to go there. Also, I will be Sunday at Stand Up New York on 78th and Broadway. Another great club with great crowds. I will be there. You could check out... Um, some new material that I will be doing there. Also, I mentioned on the podcast last time, December 11th, I am doing a Sandy uh, relief fundraiser, a, a Sandy fundraiser uh, for the you know the victims of the uh, brutal hurricane 
and that's going to be at the Stress Factory on Tuesday, December 11th in New Brunswick, New Jersey. So come out to that. Uh, I don't know all the com- comedians that are going to be on that, but I hear that it's going to be a pretty awesome lineup. So if you can make it, it's definitely for a good cause. And I also think they're going to be gathering some materials to help people so you could do that. Then I have some other stuff coming up in December. The PaulVerzi.com website is up and updated, and we're still waiting on some more dates to come in. So check that out too. Finally, follow me at Twitter, uh, on Twitter, at Paul Verzi. Holy shit, I'm tired and sick. Uh, at Paul Verzi on Twitter. It's V-I-R-Z-I. And uh, please download that Butterfly Radio app and register to get your own station and definitely communicate with me through your phone. And uh, we could go back and forth that way. So... Um, Thank you, everybody, so much. I really appreciate um, everything. And until episode 87. Uh, oh, by the way, I have to say this before I get off. I hope everybody has a um, amazing Thanksgiving. You know, it's um, it, it, it really is like the, one of the coolest. You sit down. You eat like a pig. And remember what I told you, though. What, you fat listeners, remember what I told you. I said, when you sit down and you want to just, just shove your face... And do all that gluttonous shit. Just say to yourself, you're going to pay for it in the mirror. You're going to pay for it with your appearance. So instead of a fourth plate, like if you're a fat bastard who gets four plates on Thanksgiving, seriously, try to cut it to two. Think of the Verzi effect helping you. Cut it to two. Stop it. That's what I did. You know what I did last year? I took little pieces of everything, little portions. And I know people say, no, fuck that. It's Thanksgiving. No, don't do that because you know how people are sitting on the couch with their eyes fucking closed, sleeping and snoring in the middle of the day? It's because their body just fucking overheats and you're going to miss football and you you already feel like you ate fucking sleeping pills after you eat. So this is what I'm doing. Sitting down, I'm going to portion every, take little portions of everything. I'm going to watch football. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to New Hampshire to my wife's family's, and it's going to be a nice day. And I hope all of you guys have a nice, healthy, happy Thanksgiving with your families and enjoy it and truly be thankful for the shit that you have because, um, you know, like I talked about before, seeing my kids get as growing up like they're growing up and all this shit, man, things move. I can't even fucking believe it's Thanksgiving. That's how you need to be thankful because next one's going to be here before you know it. So uh, the best to you and yours. And um, this has been episode 86. Until episode 87, happy Thanksgiving, everybody.